Steve and Justin use YCharts for their winning investment research. So start your free trial now. And if you purchase, mention InvestTalk and get a generous discount at YCharts.com. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Friday, Friday, May 3rd, 2019, beginning of the month, <clears throat> and we're heading into the weekend. And I do appreciate you calling, appreciate you being with me today. I'm Steve Peasley, and um, as always, I do like, uh, I, I do really appreciate you uh, calling in, asking your questions. Remember, this is a call-in show. The show is directed by you, not me. Whatever you want to talk about financially, we will talk about. And of course, the whole concept is to get us all, make us all a little bit smarter, a little bit better investors, and to help us achieve the financial freedom we all want. Okay, that's what the goal is. Now, today in this hour, I'm going to do my best, as I do every hour, every day, to help you reach your goals. My goals as well, financial freedom. I've been trying to achieve that goal since I was a little kid. I remember being 12 years old, told my mother I was going to be a millionaire. She, she, was, she patted me on the head and said that was nice. <laughs> so I've always wanted to be, you know, I wanted to be financially independent. Anyways, on today's Invest Talk, my main talking point is prompted by this headline. Outplacement Consultant Challenger, Outplace Consultant Challenger reports troubling rise in auto layoffs as vehicle sales slump to four-year lows. Did you know that? Did you know that vehicle sales were slumping and have been? They're at a low. Now, could this spell trouble for the overall economy? What do you think? I mean, I know about the good jobs report. We'll talk about it today. And, if, you know, I want to also talk about the Fed's funds, re, the real rate of the Fed's funds. You know, the Fed raised rates nine times, right? What is the real rate? Well, the real rate is what the Fed's fund rate minus inflation. Did you know that that has been raising for, rising for years? Is that important? We'll talk about that. Of course, I got you can't go, you got to talk about the economic numbers, right, this week. You, you got to talk about them. You got to talk about the jobs report. So this morning, we'll get to that. And I want to discuss required minimum distributions. I think there's some confusing, uh, confusion about them. So I want to talk about that a little bit today, if I can, for you people that are, are approaching retirement, are approaching 70 years old. You know, there are some of you out there, or if you're, you're not, maybe your parents are. Required minimum distributions. Do you know what I'm referring to when I talk about that? And if not, that's okay. The market was up today after that great jobs report. The Dow was up 197. The Nasdaq was up 127. And then S&P 500 is up 28. And that is uh, at or just breaking all new, all new, all new highs, all-time highs. Now, don't get too excited if because you need to. It needs to sustain that. Okay, it needs to be stay up there above those highs. 
Because remember, we talked about it in the last few days, that that's a lot of resistance. That number, the old high is a lot of resistance. And breaking it today on a couple of those indexes is great. But don't think that that means that everything's free and clear. It doesn't work that way. It's probably going to backfill a little bit. We saw some backfilling yesterday, the day before, where the market was up in the morning and gave it back in the afternoon. Today, uh, because of the good economic news, uh, it started to give it back in the middle of the day, but came back at the end of the day. So, you know, just, you know, there's no big, no big rush to jump in with all your money in the market. It just isn't. Okay? Anytime, our anytime listener line is open. Uh, 888-99-CHART is our number, 888-992-4278. On today's Invest Talk, uh, as I said, we're going to talk about the uh, layoffs in the automobiles. And I think that is more important than most people are given in credit. No one's paying much attention to any of the bad economic news. Mind you, there's very few bad economic little cracks that we see. But we still have to pay attention to them. Okay. Okay, let's take a look at the market news. Uh, let's see what happened today in the news. Uh, most Americans alive today have are experiencing the best best economy that they've seen ever. I say this because if you go back to 1969, that's how far you have to go back to to have unemployment reach what it did today, as we reported today, 3.6 percent. Best it's been since 1969. So that was in the jobs report. 263,000 new jobs were created in April. 263. Did not expect that much. They expected uh, 213. And do remember that was last month, it was 189,000. All segments of the population are benefiting. 50% of all new jobs created last year were filled by women. 7 million new people have joined the labor market since President Trump came into office. In other words, not only do we have 3.6 million, 3.6% unemployment rate, but we got there with people coming into the labor market, coming back into the labor market, being counted again. No matter how you look at it, you have to be impressed with the economy right now. The only little caveat that's not the best is that wage growth is pretty slow. So, that's the only little caveat. There's no inflation. And what what put us in this position in the economy? Tax cuts, deregulation, trade reform, the stable dollar, supply-side economics. I mean, you have to say that. I, I'm just trying to be factual here. What is driving the economy? What's doing it? And those are the things that are doing it. So, anyways, and productivity has gone up for the last quarter. You know, productivity is quarter by reported quarter to quarter, and I talked about it yesterday. Productivity, which means co- the means your standard of living will increase. Anyways, it's very interesting, very interesting. So that's what the strong economy is doing, and I, I don't know if you noticed, but the market the strong market we've been seeing since the beginning of this year, the FANG stocks have been the pushers. Not as much as they were last year, but if you don't have the FANG stocks, it's interesting, if you take away the FANG stocks last year and this year, you take away, the market hardly moved at all. 
pretty much stayed the same. Isn't that interesting? You had to own those FANG stocks because they're so big. Their market cap is so large. Their prices are so heavy that they've influenced the entire market. All the indexes influence them. You You can't help it. Okay, 888-99 chart. That's enough news for today. 888-992-4278. Let's go to Noel in Napa. How are you doing, Noel? I'm doing good, Steve. Nice to talk to you. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to run uh, Griffin by you. We've talked about it before, but uh, the only thing that uh, got my attention today was uh, that Griffin dropped uh, $2.28 on a good uh, quarterly report. So is it what would it be? Well, there had to be something that was not good about it. And have you ever noticed this? Uh, no, what happens is they can report great numbers. But if the CEO says, well, next quarter is not going to be as good, any way or shape he says stuff like that, that will knock the stock down no matter how good the, this last quarter was. Remember, everybody's looking forward. That would be my suspicion. They said something in there about competition is very heavy and you know we don't feel that we're going to be able to achieve our are they downgraded next quarter or the next year's earnings sales or something like that but there is that yeah listen you to, know uh go ahead oh i'm sorry um i listened to their uh, uh quarterly meeting uh, conference today. call uh, uh-huh. and uh, i didn't hear any negativity from the ceo uh, that way, uh, it, it sounds like uh, they're expecting uh, things to continue on good. So, uh. yeah. huh? Let me see. I'm trying to find it real fast. They beat their estimates. Sure. Fiscal quarters, you know, corporate announces second quarter results. Here's how many. Yeah, it's not. It's, I don't see anything. Just going to quick look. I'd have to read some of these articles. I'm not sure why it fell. Everybody, Griffin Corporation, the manufactures plastic films, uh, garage doors, landscaping products, uh, electric communication systems. Uh, it's a very small <coughs> company. 800 million in sales, not not tiny, but small. Um, 800 million in size. Um, and yeah, the, the it looks the sales is very strong and earnings are very strong. So I'm, I don't know if I would sell that. Something's odd. I, I'd like to find out why it fell, you know, 12% today because it shouldn't. But I need to, I don't know why. Did you, do you still own it? Uh, no, you own it? it'll probably come back. Yeah, if the good news, if the news is good, it come back and let some something we're missing. I, I would like that somebody knows something and we're missing. But I think you'll, I think you'll bounce. I think it'll bounce back. Just be a little patient. Thanks, Noel. Appreciate the call. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and uh, we're wrapping up the first trading week of May. Well, three days at least. Uh, can you believe that? Before we go to a break, though, please allow me to again express my thanks to the many listeners out there that. Make this show go. Drive this show. And I do apologize. Remember, we had that problem with our transmission and the quality of uh, the transmission. And I think we fixed that. I think that's finally behind us. Thank goodness. And I appreciate your patience on that. Anyways, we're all here to go now. Go forward. We're going to have, uh, we're trying to achieve financial freedom for everybody. And that. And to do that, we're trying to educate ourselves. That's what this show is all about. So give me a call. Ask your questions. 888-99-CHART. 
We have just completed the first trading week of May. The market has had its daily swings, and this is why you should stay with InvestTalk for unbiased investing guidance. It's how you learn to better achieve financial freedom. Steve Peasley is here now, taking your calls live. So step up with your questions, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. We're now going to talk to James in Sonoma. How are you doing, James? Well, I'm doing fine today, Steve. I've got a question that's not uh, exactly stock market related, but I figured you might be able to tackle it with your background in insurance. Um, I've got a variable okay. annuity, which a couple of years down the road here, I'm going to, I'm going to go to a uh, uh, fixed annuity and just get the money. But one of the things that um, when the guy was talking to me, he prepared the sheet and put it out, and he said, oh, just take a look at this. I got to the bottom of the sheet, and it said, California state tax 2.5%. Is that correct? Two and a half, they take 2.5% right off the top? Or do you know anything about that? Well, they are. They do tax it, but they don't tax it off the top. They usually tax it on an annual basis. So I'm not sure what that says, um, but I guarantee you're going to be paying taxes on something. <laughs> okay? Now, do you have, well, you have a I'll, variable annuity? I know I'll be paying taxes. Go ahead. I know I'll be paying taxes on as I get the money monthly, you know. But this this seemed uh-huh. to indicate that it was a once you get the annuity in there, like say it's a hundred thousand dollars, that you only have ninety seven five working for you because they're going to tax it by two and a half percent. I didn't ask him about that because I didn't see it until later on, and I I'm roaming around here. I said I'd call you and ask you. No, that I, that's not that's not how. No, they're not going to do that. That's not how that works. Okay. Uh, I don't tax it up front. Yeah. Okay. Appreciate the call. Um, annuities, everybody. Annuities is an insurance product. Insurance companies offer them. And there's two kinds. There's variable and then fixed. And that's what uh, James was talking about. A variable is the one that you put money in and then you get to pick mutual funds. Uh, and it's variable. That's why you call it variable. Fixed annuity is like a CD. You'll get certain month, a certain 10 years annuity, you'll get 4% a year, 3% a year. Whatever it is, that's a fixed annuity. This is Invest Talk, and I remind you that we are in this together. Justin and I want to help you because we're helping ourselves. We buy, I buy the same things for you as I do for myself, and our, you know, in our, in our gold for financial freedom, and all our programs. I am, we call it parallel investing. I invest along with my clients. So if you want to ask about us, ask about anything financial. Time to call 888-99-CHART. It's a fast-moving Financial Friday, and Steve Peasley is here now to help you sort things out, because every InvestTalk listener is working to achieve financial freedom. So get your questions in now. Call 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. And if you've been a listener to this radio show for any length of time, you know on Fridays I talk about the KPP Premium Newsletter that goes out every Friday morning. And the Premium Newsletter. And, as you know, I usually I put as much information in there as I can about what's going on. The first section is called the market section, market conditions section. And I usually talk about the economy or what's driving the market this week. And I started off this way, saying uh, this one saying that uh, we had a ton of economic news and earnings reports from the first quarter, and they were the drivers of the market this week. Um, I mentioned the increase in volatility we're seeing, both up and down. 
and that is, you know that might be a precursor to uh, some kind of pullback, uh, some kind of correction. But I also think that we might get snapbacks too when gold pulled down. You know, that's what a volatility is, up and down. Uh, so also, I said that there were a few bargains left. You have to really look hard for the bargains in the market, but they're there. There are uh, certain sectors that were there. And then, of course, I talked about the the big news out this week was this morning's on a, you know the job report. And then there's a portfolio management section. And you know, there's different sections in this newsletter. Uh, the market conditions, portfolio management, stock ideas, consumer watch. Those are the four sections. Um, the portfolio management section always talks about, because I know you guys out there and gals are trying to do uh, manage your own money, and I'm all for that. I'm not against that at all. So this portfolio management section just gives you constant hints every week of how to manage and what to do about a portfolio. Okay, uh, and this week, well, I put in there buy and put options. Talked about buy and put options and what those are. A little bit more uh, com, a little bit more complex issue than I normally talk about. Stock ideas. I talked. I gave you two industrial kind of companies. Consumer watch. I talked about this vacation. You know, have you ever gone to those? resorts that it's all in one destination where you pay one fee and everything else is free. I, I talked about those. You know, they're usually family friend, fam, family friendly. And, you know, the, a lot of people love them. I've never been on one. Usually they're tropical somewhere. Caribbean, Mexico, somewhere. One of the two places. And, yeah, they're not a bad deal. So, what do you guys want to talk about? 888-99-CHART is my number. The main talking point uh, is um, about the troubling rise in auto layoffs. You know, vehicles, vehicle sales have slumped to a four-year low. What is that telling us? Why are the car sales so off? You know, year-to-date, you know, they that the, there have been lots of layoffs in this area. There have been 19,802 layoffs. And uh, 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 twice as high as it was in 2018, that's year to date. We're only in you know beginning of May. So why are there laying off when we're, the economy is so strong? Why are the sales taping, tapering off? And, you know, I don't know if we have the answer to that. You know, uh, uh, the big three, GM, Ford, Chrysler, you know, but their stocks haven't crashed or anything, but they haven't done very well. I mean, if I look at Ford, just to take a quick look, that stock has actually been bouncing up because, you know, the bad news is already, they fall, they fall, most fallen last year, all the auto companies. Now it's a question of, uh, this my big issue here about these layoffs between you and me and the lamppost is it some kind of precursor to something that's boiling underneath in the economy that we're not paying attention to? Is there something that's going on that we don't know about? Um, and I don't know. I, I is it is it a little red flag? There's a couple other little red flags flying out there. I don't think we're in, going to be in a recession this year. I, I really don't. Um, at one point, uh, 
last year and the year before, I thought that this might be late this year. We might see a, the start of a, a recession, but I was more thinking next year, 2020. But we don't know. I think uh, there's why is the Ford why why are the car auto sales so low? Why? Can you tell me? I would love to know the answer to that. No one that I see have any really good reasons for this, really. So it's kind of an interesting thing going on. Uh, with the economy being, being strong, you would think 3.6% unemployment rate, you would think car sales would be strong. Not down, but strong. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Now, we now know the magnitude of the cash payment Qualcomm will be collecting from Apple. Remember, they would settled a lawsuit. Qualcomm is going to get $4.5 billion from Apple in the wake of the patent infringement lawsuit settlement. $4.5 billion. That's a nice one-time gain for them. And remember, when the Apple Qualcomm suit was settled, Intel announced that it was abandoning its plans to to make 5G handsets. They're not going to make any 5G? That's, in, you know, the next generation? I find that disturbing. Um, now, why not? Uh, apparently, that might be what prompted prompted uh, Apple to settle with Qualcomm because Qualcomm's going to make those chips. They need them. Anyways, this is Invest Talk. And I remind you that we are in this together. Justin and I want to help you work toward your goal of financial freedom. So we would love for you to reach out. Give us a call. 888-99-CHART. To win, all effective investors use a process. And listeners call InvestTalk every day asking to share our winning process. And they too can win using the right analytical tools. Just what do we use as our everyday go-to research tool? Ycharts. It's a cloud-based financial research platform. It is indispensable. Ycharts has the powerful tools of a terminal combined with the ease of use of a modern website. We use Ycharts every day. Ycharts is easy to navigate, visually awesome, and informative. Ycharts has filters driven by thousands of metrics, Excel integration, and data visualization to create charts that compare stocks, funds, indices, and more. If you're a serious investor, you'll understand that the precision functionality in YCharts is not free. But YCharts has more horsepower and by far better data and filters compared to a giveaway tools from Yahoo or Google. YCharts is a fraction of the cost of something like Bloomberg Terminal. And now our listeners can try YCharts for free. You just heard Steve and Justin endorse YCharts. It's the lightning-fast research, data filter, and charting tool they use every day for their investment portfolios. Think about it. Steve is right. Free software cannot come close to the power, speed, ease of use, and practical functionality of YCharts. And serious investors understand that YCharts can pay for itself with just one or two targeted investment selections. So here's your chance to take advantage of a free trial and a generous YCharts discount. Start by mentioning InvestTalk when you go to YCharts.com. Get serious, get YCharts. This is InvestTalk, the radio program and podcast dedicated to helping you achieve financial freedom. You may be a regular listener, 
You may even have called a few times. But if you've never called, what are you waiting for? The phone lines are open, and Steve and Justin would love to hear your questions right now. Call 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. We're going to talk to BJ in Fremont. How are you doing, BJ? I'm doing good, uh, Steve. Happy Friday, and thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Uh, So, yeah, my question is, uh, as you always say, analysts are wrong, and they were predicting a a letdown in the earnings. And so far, the earnings are pretty good. They have met the expectation Mm -hmm. about 60-70% of the stocks that reported so far, and market is reflecting that, staying there and doing better. My question is, is there a reason why they did better? I mean, uh, and, and how will that change going into the next quarter? Uh, what, what factors are there on the horizon? I see only positives. China deal can come. Mm-hmm. Economy is doing well. Employment is good. What, what's wrong? I think the stocks will continue to do better. Well, they could. Uh, the earnings that came out this quarter are, were better than expected, but they're still not very, they're up like 1% to 2% from last year's quarter when they expected them to be both down 1% to 2% from last year's quarter. Overall, I'm talking about. So that, that beat or that better than expected result, you know, made people feel that they should continue pushing stocks up. Now, doesn't mean the one to two percent is not very good in you know of itself, but it is pretty good when you were expecting it to be down that much instead of up. So you know, a lot of time it's sediment that drives momentum drives the market. We're right now in a kind of a momentum drive because the earnings look pretty good, the economy looks pretty good, and everybody's ignoring any of the problems out there. No one really. I mean, we have, I just talked about the auto sales. No one cares. No one even cares. What else is bad out there? Well, how about, how about the, how about the, uh, the ISM number? They went down today. No one cares about that. You know, the little, little cracks we're seeing, no one cares. Okay. Uh, that's, that's, that doesn't mean that the economy is going to fall, but it certainly means, that we're probably going to see more volatility. Because what else is going to drive it, BJ? The earnings have done. We had it. The other thing that can come out that may drive it is the China trade deal. What else is going to drive it? Because the rest of the world is not having nearly as... We are the best of the world at this point. Okay? We mean the U.S. I mean, the, the EU... Their GDP growth last quarter was a fraction of 1%, like 0.2.4. I mean, really, really low. And the IMF downgraded world GDP growth for this year. No one cares. So, I don't know. Sometimes it's just momentum. You know, everybody wants to get on them. I think too many people are too positive. That's... That's my big worry. BJ, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Kyle from Walnut Creek, you want to talk about the market too? Let's go ahead and talk about it. I was just curious, like, how Kyle? important post and pre market movement is, like, before and after the bell? How much weight is put into it? Not a lot. Um, you know, you 
for everybody out there, he's talking about when they, you know, the market's going to open close because the futures are saying it's going to open lower or higher. How important that is. The problem with that, Kyle, is it's very the futures is very illiquid market after the market closes. The the illiquidity means that it can be very much a high expectation be jumping up or low expectation going down because there's so few traders after hours. So it doesn't really, it's really not a very good precursor for you to understand where the market's going to be that day. Other than it will start off either positive or negative based on the futures. Start off that way. But that's not how it usually ends up. You know, that, that's not always the same. Okay, so don't 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 uh, don't rely on the pre-market numbers. Don't rely on them and just say, okay, the market's going to be up today. Then it's not necessarily so. Appreciate the call. Good question, Kyle. Appreciate it. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and I hope you're making the right choices, like everybody else. We all want to make the right choices in our 401k and and you know, all our investments. But if you're having trouble with your 401k, we have an option for you at KPP Financial. It's called the Active 401k Solution, in which we have software that helps you pick and choose your 401k investments based on your own personal risk tolerance. And if you have interest in it, you want to know how it works. It's all math-based models here. Uh, and it will monitor your 401k progress, and it'll send you emails. We'll send you emails, what to do, what to buy, what to trim, what to add to, called Active 401k, the Active 401k program at investtalk.com. And now I'm taking your questions live, 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, made possible by KPP Financial. As an investor, you've seen the volatility of the market, Lows in December, and now at or near all-time highs since the start of 2019. To prosper, serious investors need to make sure they are implementing an effective master design, a deliberate plan formulated with the right mix of strategic investing programs. KPP Financial offers such a diverse set of programs, and you can contact Steve or Justin at their offices in Irvine, California, to start a conversation. You can also quickly see what you may be missing anytime when you visit investtalk.com. The phone lines are open, Steve is here, and he's ready for your questions. Call now, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. So the Fed's fund rates, remember the Fed's funds rate, that's the rate that the Federal Reserve charges banks, the overnight rate. They, that's the one that they control. And they don't control any other rates. The market controls that. Market buy and sell, supply and demand um, controls other every other rate. But the Fed fund rate can be raised by the Federal Reserve and they raised it they raised it, um, what, nine times, okay, uh, starting in, two, in December of 2016. Remember, quarter point, quarter point, quarter point. They raised it nine times. So I want to talk about the real rate. And the real rate is the Fed's fund rate minus inflation rate. Now, that has been going up steadily this whole time they, rose, they increased rates. Why is this important? Well, there's been some recent studies trying to figure out well how how 
raising rates, at what point do raising rates finally affect the economy? Because when they raise rates, they're reducing liquidity out of the system. They're pulling liquidity out. So we're trying to, they're trying to figure out, everybody's trying to figure out something to get ahead of the market, right? So there's been a study saying that about 30 months, 30, 30 months after the last rate increase, volatility in the stock market jumps. Now they're not saying down volatility, they're saying volatility. That it could be up volatility, or it could be down volatility but it will jumps and guess what we're about uh we're right around that three-year period when they started raising rates okay two and a half years i should say 30 months two and a half years when they started raising rates that we start should start seeing volatility increase now frankly i think we started seeing it in you know december (laughs) you know before this but this is what they're studying. Now, every time I read these studies, every because t- these things, I, I do read them and try to understand them, but every time I see them, they they always have caveats. Well, then this, you know, this period, it didn't work out like that, or this, and they never are very accurate. You know, it's not like, okay, within a month or two of 30 months, no, it could be six months behind, six months ahead, they don't. Yeah, they're not accurate in what they're, all they're doing is making a conclusion based on what they see. And I'm, I can totally understand that. I can see volatility is going to pick up, especially coming up in the, you know, now that we're into May, June, I have a feeling June's going to be a little bit more volatile. And I think you should expect it. You should expect a correction because that would be normal. You know, it doesn't have to be a big one, but it would be normal. And that probably be a correction, if we get one, would be a correction to buy, not sell. That would give you an opportunity to maybe pick up some good bargains. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Okay, it is a fast-moving Friday. We talked about slumping auto sales. And here comes a question about Ford. This call came in earlier at 888-99-CHART. Hey guys, this is Daniel from Utah. Love the show. Love everything I'm uh, hearing from and I'm a beginner investor. What do you guys think about Ford? It's got a, a great profit to earning ratio, um, has a high dividend and a high yield. Just wondering what your guys' thoughts were on that. Okay, you, you, now that you're just starting, try to understand that certain industries have very low PE ratios in general. For instance, auto industry. They always had low P.E. ratios. Uh, They never get very high. Uh, The five-year range for Ford, for instance, is 5 to 14, and the current P.E. ratio is like 8. Well, that doesn't mean it's that low for, you know, it doesn't mean it's that low at 8. It's not high, but don't get too excited because it's 8. The average S&P 500 P.E. ratio is 15. 15. So the auto industry usually is very low. Usually is. And always has been. So what do you buy Ford for? You certainly don't buy it for growth. You buy it for the dividend because it's paying 5.8%. There's not much growth and you're really late in the cycle. An auto industry is very um, cyclical. Uh, the stock goes up and down based on the economy. If the economy is doing well, generally they do well. 
The economy is doing poorly. Generally, they do poorly. Now, Ford is bottomed at $7.50. It's now at $10.41. So it's already made the move. I think it's you're too late. I think you're too late to the party. Most likely, it won't go up more than maybe $12, $13. I mean, that's probably what it's worth. Okay? So I don't. I wouldn't get too excited about Ford. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Okay, so we had a big jobs report. 263,000 new jobs created in April. They expected 213,000. And the month before, the month before um, March, we only had 189,000. The unemployment rate is 3.6%, lowest rate since for, since for the last 50 years. Okay, 49. And that was all great news. All good news. No one paid any attention to the ISM number, Institute Supply Management. This is more look at, looking at the, the economy. The jobs is looking at the economy too, but this is looking at industries. That uh, fell to 55.5 from 56.1. They expected it to rise. Now, any number over 50, the economy is expanding. So it's not saying that we're moving into recession. It's just saying that it's slowing down. And there's a, several other indicators that seem to kind of point to that. The sentiment for the stock market is extremely high. Sentiment. Now, if you're a contrarian, that would worry you because when something is extreme to one side or the other, down or up, usually there's going to be a turning point the other way. We just don't know how much and when. But it should point to a limited upside from here on out. For the market. There are too many people that are bullish on the market. So be, be careful here. Be careful in this area. I don't, I'm not suggesting you get out. I'm not. Never, ever get out completely, ever. I'm just suggesting that now's a good time to rebalance your portfolio. And if you have cash, don't be in a big rush to invest it. Let's go to Chris in Walnut Creek. How are you doing, Chris? I'm good, Tim. How are you doing? I'm good. I appreciate the call. You want to talk about uh, Vanguard Healthcare REIT? Yeah, yeah. VHD. What do you think about that? I know they've been beating up lately, so thinking about getting in, but that's not sure yet. What do you think? Well, I, uh, Vanguard Healthcare REIT, VHT, um, exchange traded foot, uh, seeking performance corresponding to the uh, ULs. U.S. Healthcare 2550 Index. Uh, so, uh, healthcare has been beaten up because of what's going on politically, right? We all know that, right, Chris? You know, uh, the Democrats yeah. want to have a one-payer system and they want to change the whole system. I thought we already did that with Obamacare. I thought the change in the whole system was already done. I guess not. I guess they want to change it again. Yeah. And if you remember right, the big change with Obamacare is really, really... Uh, didn't didn't help very many people. Yeah, put more people on the having insurance, but for everybody else, their rates skyrocketed, and I can vouch for a small business that they did 40 percent up. My rates went up. Uh, so so I don't think I really don't think what they're talking about, Chris, in Washington will happen. I don't. So I think that being in the healthcare sector is probably a good idea because there's a lot of bargains in there. So that's where the bargains seem to be. Healthcare, drugs, 
So because it got all beat up. So I kind of like the idea, Chris. I like the idea. Now, this is only going to pay 1.7% dividend. So, you know, you're hoping for growth for the move up. But I kind of like the idea. Appreciate the call. Thank you. This is Best Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have one goal here, and that's to help you achieve that financial freedom we talk about every day. And, of course, our work continues after this break. Get your questions in. You can do it now, 888-99-CHART. On the next Invest Talk, Tumblr is part of the Verizon Media Group, which picked up the blogging platform after acquiring Yahoo in 2017. But now Verizon wants to sell Tumblr after never really putting much into it. That story on Monday. But now Steve is here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your questions. Call 888-99-CHART. Steve and Justin, this is Shelley calling from Washington, D.C. Quick question about Nordstrom Inc. stock, JWN. Just wondering what your thoughts are. Had it for a few years now. Seems to not be doing so well. Wondering if now's a good time just to get out or wait a little longer. Thanks. Have a great day. Well, I think you should give up. I think JN, JWN Nordstrom's, uh, it's a great company. They have 379 high-end department stores like Nordstrom, Nordstrom Rack, Jersey, uh, Jeffrey Boutiques. My problem is the big box stores in general, and Nordstrom's one of them, because they're fighting Amazon, and they're losing badly. Um Nordstrom's not going to probably go out of business. You just not, yeah. You know, their their competition is so stiff that I just don't think they'll they'll even though the stock is not overpriced, it's really a really bargain. But I think it's a value trap. Uh, it's a forty dollars stock going to make three dollars and ninety nine cents. So we're looking at uh, you know ten eleven PE, and that's a low for the five year range. But I don't really care. There, I don't like the sector. I think the sector has major problems. Big box stores, and in the most recent quarter, their sales fell five percent. Before that, sales were growing two, three, four percent, you know, uh, per quarter, but it really hadn't helped much the stock. Uh, so I'm thinking you got to give up. That money would be better served someplace else, not in the big box store area. And mind you, Nordstrom's doing fine. It's just that that competition that they're they're it, it, it's killing them. They have to find a solution, a, 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 uh, an online solution to Amazon, and that's very difficult. The ones that are finding, I think, I think uh, Walmart's doing a good job fighting Amazon. I think uh, uh, Target is doing a pretty good job. Um, Costco, you know, Amazon's not even in the. They're they're not even competition to them, but big box stores, big box department stores. Man, I don't know. I think you stay away from them. I just don't think they're, over the years you're gonna they're gonna you're gonna you're gonna look back and say, boy, that didn't do anything. So time to move on. I think eight 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 ninety nine chart required minimum distributions. Required minimum distributions. So you all your life you put money in your four hundred one k and your IRA and you grow the money. And we're not talking about Roth. 
We're talking about regular. So you put all that money away, it grows over time, and you need to start taking it out at a certain age. Now, may not need it, and a lot of people don't need it, but age 70 and a half, those people who don't need or are not taking their money or not taking enough, the government says you will take out money of your retirement 401ks IRAs so that they can collect the taxes on it. Now, the year you turn 70 and a half is when the required minimum distribution takes effect. The year you turn 70 and a half. 70 and a half. Now, if you don't take the required minimum distributions, you're going to have to pay taxes and a 10% penalty. It can be very painful. So you have to take it and you can't, it's not like you can contribute like for money in a IRA for last year on before April 50. No, it has to be in that year. So, and don't forget all the different accounts. What if you have two or three different accounts? You've got to take the requirement of minimum distribution if, if, as if those accounts were just one. Now, you can take it out of just one account. You, don't, you can take it all of that RMD out of one account. You don't have to spread it for all three if you don't want to. But you do have to take it. Um, I think there's a lot of confusion here. In a Roth, you never have to have, there is no requirement minimum distribution. Never. Okay, so you don't have to worry about it when you're talking about a Roth or a 401k or a Roth IRA. We're just talking about regular IRAs, SEP IRAs, 401ks, non-taxable accounts. I'm Steve Peasley, and again, that completes another Best Talk of for the day and for the week. Hey, we're off for the weekend. And I really do thank you for listening and all your questions today. Please come back Monday. Have a nice weekend, everybody. Good night. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, It's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listening line at 888-99-CHART. 888-99-CHART.